0: everybody you just heard a pocket full of love songs the title track of the new solo studio album by claire hamill and she is one of england's first female singer songwriters who has toured recorded and performed with the likes of ray davies of the kinks king crimson wishbone ash Procol harem jethro tull you name it Uh, you've also probably heard her hit song baseball blues And uh, the hit single by Eva Cassidy called You Take My Breath Away that she penned. Uh, The album is out now through Cherry Red, and you can get it on Amazon CD. You can go directly to Cherry Red. You can go to Apple Music, Spotify, uh, all those streaming sites. But I say go to her website, clairehamill.co.uk. Welcome to Big Blend Radio. Claire, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. So happy to be here reaching out to you. It's wonderful. It is wonderful. You know, we complain about technology, which you know Nancy is right now, she's beating up her computers. Well, she better be nice to the new one. But I think it's great that we can do this. I mean, about what, 10 years ago, this would have been a real hard thing to do. You know, absolutely for independence. Yes, yes. Yes, so, absolutely
1: would have. I mean, the music fantastic. business has changed, hasn't it, beyond all recognition from in the 50 years since I've been in it, because if you didn't go through a major label uh, you you just wouldn't have had an audience at all but technology has made everybody's music available now which is fantastic you know for for somebody that is talented but that maybe didn't get the breaks at least now their talent can be seen when it you know wherever really exactly
0: it's it's and then we just have to get everybody to know where they are, <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. That's thing. it's like, hey, we've got new music, I love the album, Aww. uh, you know, it's just so, oh gosh, it was just such a positive upbeat, feel good, I felt like I was out in England, and um I just I felt like I felt full of the joys of spring, actually <laughs>
1: great, <laughs> great, yeah. springtime for lovers, oh, yeah, you just reminded me of that one, that was a cute one, isn't it? Springtime yeah. for lovers,, yeah. yeah. I got a lot oh. of ribbing over that because of the film, The Producers. And everyone, Everybody was going, springtime for Hitler, don't you mean? Do you know that song from The Producers, oh, Springtime for oh. Hitler? And I went, no, it's springtime for lovers, springtime for lovers. But that's what boys are like. They're always kidding you along, aren't they? Yeah.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, reading about you being like the the first, you know, when the first singer-songwriters of England, women uh, singer-songwriters, um, I was reading up and people are like, comparing to Joni Mitchell. I'm like, no, it's Claire. <laughs> It's, it's Claire. I just want to say it's Claire. And, and you've got like this voice that you just, you don't hear this kind of sound very often anymore. It's just so pure and right to it. There's just no clutter there. And I really appreciate your music and your, your lyrics. And just, I know you just, you just Thank really you. deliver awesome music that makes us feel good and makes us think. And uh, I just, I want to go back to you getting started. And what did England think when you got started is, you know, first singer you know singer songwriter as a woman well
1: the thing was I was very young and had I been older I think I might have had a better grip on on the scene than I did because I was so young Uh, for instance Joan Trading released an album the year after I did and she was so much more mature and she had a, a you know a great deal more success than I did and I think you know looking back maybe my songs were just a bit too immature sounding and, you know, I was just putting my toe in the water. And and at the time, um, the the fashion was for um, stadium bands like Genesis, Yes, Led Zeppelin. So the boys were really running the show and there wasn't a great deal of appreciation of women's music at that time. I think that came later, I think with, People like Annie Lennox of The Tourists, um, certainly Kate Bush as well. Uh, they started to break through and Judy Zook. Um, so uh, it did get better for girls. And now of course, you know, it's, the market for, for girl singers is, is marvelous. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's really.
0: I, I think it, it's interesting too going from england like america we had i think a lot more and i know we're gonna we're gonna uh, close this with one of my favorite songs on the album who cares it feels so good and i just like to say who cares anyway it's one of my let's <laughs> get on with it but you know yeah it's, it's you know, a fun song over. isn't it yeah i love it. it's got a real americana feel and i think that we had a lot of women doing that kind of style you know even when you think about patsy klein she wasn't so rockabilly, but. Um, I think we had a lot more women when I think back in music in this. I think
1: so. Oh, absolutely, you did. I mean, we had certain pop girls, but there weren't girls that were crafting their own songs. And Um, writing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and writing. Um, I think uh, you ha- have always had a great deal of, of girls contributing to the music scene in America. And it's a rich theme, there's no doubt about it, um, that we can all enjoy and dip into as well and get great inspiration from, from time to time. Um, I, my manager introduced me to Bessie Smith,
0: mm. and so
1: I recorded one of her old songs on my second album um and she is just so listenable and so gutsy um I must listen to some more of her music as well um mm. but but yes uh, who cares it feels so good it is maybe just a little tongue-in-cheek uh, throwback well, to that sort of Bessie Smith cute thing that she used to do you know red hot mama sort of thing and uh yeah it's a funny song when i i don't perform it live very much because there's a lot of lyrics to sing and remember and i keep (laughs) thinking oh i wonder if i'll get it right um but when i when i have performed it people have laughed out loud and that's always great fun you know when you can make people laugh and make them cry as well that's that's really powerful feeling
0: it's the emotion i think that's the beauty of music it's like you It you know you can't really always put words to emotions you know you can you know but music somehow it just it it hits the spot that nothing else does yes you know
1: and sometimes there's something in the human voice that seems to unlock something in you um and you and you you know you you'll be just sitting there listening away and all of a sudden you'll find yourself crying i mean i think I, the last time I cried was listening to Maria Callas the other night. She oh, was yes. just so beautiful. And Pavarotti can do that to me as well, mm-hmm. you know. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. It's some sort of timbre in, in mm-hmm. the voice. It just unlocks
0: Have you feeling. ever sung with Pavarotti? Remember, he did that whole series of live performances with different, like Tracy Chapman performed with him. Wow. Uh, all the If you, you check it up on, on YouTube, it's kind of a trip. There are people I never thought would you have would you have ever gotten up and sang with him
1: oh if i'd had the chance you're kidding of course i mean i grew up in a family where we all sang at the drop of a hat you know because it was just so natural Um, apart from my auntie patty who had the best voice but she also was a bit coquettish with it and you know we'd be at the family party I remember as a child sitting around and my aunties my mother my grandma we all sang and my my auntie Patty was my grandma's youngest Mm. baby sister but she had the most wonderful vibrato and everybody used to wait for Patty to sing and um and then but I'd see her sometimes you go no I'm not in the mood to sing today and and it was like one of those oh so yes if I'd have had the chance to sing with Pav- Pavarotti I would have jumped at it wow. you know even from the audience I would have scrambled way down from the yeah, back. it's
0: like it's me take me <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah, I'll sing with you Pavarotti you're so amazing well, it's interesting about the, you know your family singing and I think back to also the Celtic roots uh you know music and um how you know it's it, we talk about country music here or rockabilly but it does come from you know celtic roots yes. a lot of it you know um when you think about uh here in the appalachian region uh in in the states uh you know, that music, that music that people listen to, it comes from, I think, mostly Irish and Celtic music, yeah. and people that came over and started, you know, distilling whiskey in the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bootlegger music. Yeah, is what Yeah, great. It. But, yes. But it, there's something um, ethereal about it. Isn't it? That's what's so interesting. I think that's what, um, you know, I was playing your music for Nancy. She goes, oh, it really takes me back to Karen Carpenter, kind of just this very pure. Singing voice with a message, and wow, because you just—that's a why isn't she one of the best singers? Oh, I
1: mean, absolutely, she has the best tone of mm-hmm. anybody. She's that's got a, that
0: a is beautiful
1: yeah. contralto tone. That's just un unbelievable i think she's top five definitely mm-hmm. ella fitzgerald is my favorite i think mm. she she's got to be my favorite but karen carpenter's tone just can't be matched it's matchless it's beautiful yeah
0: well, that's it first thing nancy said? that's a karen carpenter like just that vibe that sound so she because it was just like i said you just don't hear her, that kind of just you know real Just let's just sing it, you know, kind of sound you don't see it that very often, especially with women. And and but we see so many women now, just kicking butt. It's like girl power all the way, which is exciting in music because it hasn't been easy, even for the women on this side of the of the country of the world, has not been easy for women to get their their leg up. For some now, because there were women before them, you know, kind of shining that torch. So it's interesting. What was it like for you when you toured the country? Because I know you've been over here quite a bit, right? I did two
1: American, North American tours. They were a long time ago, uh, but it was it was fantastic. It was a fantastic time in, in the music business because um, in the early seventies, it, it was an awful lot of fun. Um, and <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. I mean, really, it was, it was it was wild. It was wild. That's all I could say. Um, and now I think we are we're probably would, you know, we've become very conservative when we think about, you know, how to behave. We were wild in those days. I remember being at the Continental Hyatt House uh, at breakfast, having breakfast, and a chap just got sat opposite me and, and asked me if I wanted to go to bed with him. And we hadn't even said hello, you know, it was, That's I was so just, good. it was a sexual revolution. It was, you know, everybody was free. getting stoned and it was, yeah, nobody minded anything. It, it, we were free, we were free. It was, it was a wonderful time. And um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really glad that I was alive then actually, because, we didn't have the the stress and the strain that comes with, um, uh, you know, after after the pressure of always having to be successful, um, mm-hmm. that came through the eighties. Uh, you know, always more, more, get on, mm-hmm. you must do this, you must improve yourself, improve, improve. Um, there wasn't any of that.
0: We were just. It's like, department. how many self-help books do you want to read? It's like I'm well, certain. I know. No, I'm
1: yeah, I know. I've, there's that classic line in. Um, Oh, what was that show, Roseanne, when she's moving Jackie out and uh, and she's got all of this bookcase to move and she looks at the books, she goes, Jackie, anybody with this many self-help books has got to be really fucked up. (laughs) Which I've I've never forgotten, it's such a great line. My kids made me give all mine away when I moved out of my house. And uh, I took them down to the local library because I'd heard that, that if you wanted to keep your books but you didn't have space for them, if you donate them to the local library, you can always go back anytime and get them out again. So I boxed them all up and I took them down to the local library and I said, here you are. And, this, and the girl behind me went, ooh, oh, that one's interesting. But she didn't give it to the library. She put it in her own pile to take home. Oh, oh look at that, the Cinderella complex. I've always wanted to read that. And I was thinking... <laughs> And Man. she was the same. She said the same thing. She said, "You must be really sorted after reading all of these self-help books. <laughs> and I went, no, they've just gone completely over my head. Then nothing well, stayed in.
0: Well, I think it's I think it's always just about getting back on track of where you are. you know it's, it's a, just a reminder, it's a check-in with yourself. I think that's what all of that is. Yeah, check in because life yeah. can keep sweeping us away. And but going back to that freedom part, you know of the 70s you know there's creative freedom too mm. so what do you think about nowadays I mean over there if you've got a label they can be demanding so it's not as free but no. do you think it's I kind of feel like we've we've stifled ourselves a little bit in the way we are these days you've got to watch everything you say you've got to do this got you know um, what I mean it's yeah. it's almost Terrible. we I don't know we've become these really anal perfectionists yes
1: absolutely absolutely we've given birth to them I'm afraid I mean my my kids are like thought police if I put anything on Facebook that they don't like they go "Mum, get it down now get it down now all your friends hate you you know
0: <laughs> you can't say this you can't say this. yeah
1: no you can't you can't no it's your our own children that are policing us most of the time but I mean they do it for the best reason yeah. I suppose they don't they don't want to it's hard for them to see their mother insulted in public you know if somebody says don't be ridiculous you're being you know what a stupid idea they can't live with that I can live with that because you know so what if it's a stupid idea it's my idea it's the way I think and it's my opinion but it's true I don't I don't post on Facebook anything that isn't music related or you know I mean, I don't do what I've had for lunch because that's...
0: A bit- I have to watch Nancy because she says some very quirky things. But then, you know... <laughs>
1: well, that's part of her charm, probably.
0: But that, you know? but that is it. Well, because yeah. it's um, there's a very... Honesty is honesty. And I think we've just... That's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, the more we don't get to just have that, you know... We've got to use our voices while we can yeah. in life yeah, because do. they can be taken away oh Right? look women are going through all kinds now you know and I I just think we you know there's there's a difference between actually hurting somebody that that we don't we're not talking about hurting oh yeah but you've got to have manners you've got to have manners about you know
1: you don't want to attack anybody 1st
0: <laughs> <laughs> trying but it's just, that's the thing about music where music is that freedom part no one can tell you what to enjoy and not to enjoy music you know the yeah. same thing as reading a book. No one can tell you what your thoughts are when you're reading a book. That's your own personal journey. Yes, that's you know? right. Yes, And so that's, that's, right. that's a way to keep going. So now love songs, what prompted you to dive into an album of love songs?
1: Well, I was having a little bit of a fantasy about somebody. I'd developed Ooh. a bit of a... Well, the thing was, lockdown was was traumatic because my mother had just died. She, and, oh, and I couldn't go to her funeral up north. I mean, she was uh, she was 90, so she had a good long life. And for the last four years, she had dementia. So she had been ailing. You know, she was just a little bag of bones in a cot towards the end. But I did get to see her on her 90th birthday, three months before she died. And that was lovely. M- my daughters and I were all up there. But I knew she was on the way out, really. But it was too- it's always traumatic when-, when your mother dies. You can't get away from the trauma of that. So, um, yeah, it was awful because I, was- I live alone, which yes. I love. No problem mm. there. But at a time like that, when you really need comfort, my daughters weren't allowed to see me and it was really a really uh, sad time. So I kind of fixated on this person, developed a bit of a, a crush and started writing all these love songs.
0: <laughs> Sounds like um, you need to write a play or something. With um, this.
1: Well, do you know what? Um, I am going to write a book about my life. I, I know that's my next oh. project. Because it has been right. a bit of a, ro- a roller coaster ride. I mean, it's everybody's oh, life is
0: interesting. But good. I mean, you've lived it, then. Yeah, I have. And and you know,
1: the thing was, it was a very interesting time in the music business. As somebody at um, uh, the the chap that um, runs my uh, side of the label with, within Cherry Red, Daniel Earnshaw, he said, "You were very lucky, Claire, that you emerged during the seventies because everybody in the seventies has managed to." hold on to a bit of a reputation. Mm. And it's quite a curious thing to say, you know, since nobody can remember any hits from the eighties, apart from the massive ones. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was a very interesting time to, to be in the music business. Um, and- uh, But you're interesting
0: too, with the, your, your voice and, and your singing and the songs that you write, you know, like I, I mentioned baseball blues, and then you listen, you know, to a pocket full of love songs. And then, you know, it's like, (laughs) who cares, we're going to get to that. All three songs are completely different. And then in between there, you decided, hey, I'm going to do new age music. So you're, you've, the roller coaster to me is about, you know, we're the blend. We say, uh, you know, variety is the spice that puts quality into life. Because it is, you can't, you can't, everything's connected. That's what the blend is about. And I think that's kind of where you are with your music. It's, it's you there's no one there's no other Claire so don't even try it no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um there's just you tap into different things of what you obviously want to do and write and sing mm. and I think mm. that's a beautiful thing to not just be like nichified into one zone it's been uh it's it's meant
1: that I have stayed in music creating it. Um, I remember years ago, my manager saying, oh, Claire, your songs are too personal. That was the first criticism. Um, that's why, you know, you're you're not emerging into any sort of hit, you're not making any hit music. Um, and then it was a case of, you don't have a niche. You keep changing all the time. Your albums are all mixed up. You, are you a country, are you folk, are you rock? And um, I just, I always found that the songs had to dictate to me the kind of sound and the production that they wanted. If they Mm. wanted strings. I mean, I do love strings. I love a lush production, really. I mean, I've always envisaged myself on on stage with an orchestra. It only ever happened once, but uh, you know, um, I, I grew up watching Barbara Streisand on TV Mm. and, you know, she, she was a wonderful influence. That was prior to Joni Mitchell, of course, but, um, I do love that lush string sound and that sort of uh, scenic, themic kind of film music um, that I've always, you know, because it's romantic, isn't it? And mm-hmm. I think essentially I've got a, a romantic type of soul. I think that's kind of my Irish background coming out really, but mm. I'm, I'm very sentimental um, and nostalgic. Um, and I think that, I tend to go towards a more romantic sound, but but then again, the song, like for instance, Mojo, you know, I got my mojo back. That had to have a a kind of a Stonesy feel to it, you know, mm-hmm. because it was all about um, right. I washed that man right out of my hair now, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and you're not coming back, sort of thing. That's um, it. Yeah, so, uh, so it that sounds
0: was, like it's almost like you're writing. You know, when you write songs, you're saying they, they, you know they are who they are. It's like when we interview authors, they say, you know, they had this idea for a book or a story. And then the characters start talking to them and telling them like, no, this is my character. No, I I want blonde hair. I do not want to be a brunette today. I would like to have this. Thank you very much. And yeah, I'm a real brat over here. They'll tell you. And so is it that way for you when you're writing? Because it feels like you're creating these stories you know you're a storyteller with your songs I think that's like huge
1: yeah I I think you're right I, I I think that the song and the story emerges and uh and then it asks for a sort of um specific arrangement there's a there's a great story one on the album I did prior to this one called the Duchess of Seville which you can probably listen mm-hmm. to on Spotify which is a complete story about a couple that go away to Spain because you know she wants to marry him but he's kind of well uh, we'll go away on holiday and I'll make up my mind and they and he does and they toasting you know and then all of a sudden um, the Duchess of Seville walks into the room and it's like oh what's gonna Uh-oh. happen now yeah so that it that really is a story song from start to finish. Um, but yeah, I, 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 do, I do like a good story in a song, you know. Mm-hmm. A song that doesn't have any... that rambles and doesn't have any coherence is it, hard for me to get a grasp on. You know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe it's the, the folk, the, you know, the, the, that my folk roots that have meant that, um, that I lean towards that. Mm-hmm. Even if I maybe give a song a bit of a rock treatment or, so, or a jazzy treatment like uh, this duet that's kind of a jazzy one like a samba uh, mm. feel which which is nice and breezy isn't it that one
0: and i like the flute in the album too oh Who's what the recorder? F- the
1: recorder the recorder, oh, so the
0: recorder. that's yes. right oh i used to play the recorder i used to drive yes oh my gosh so you were playing that i was awesome. saying that
2: oh yes. my gosh
0: that's awesome yeah. so do you, do you play guitar mostly Play I, I play that? guitar,
1: I play guitar, oh no, I don't really play piano, I think I did, I used to play piano, I played it on my second album, um, and on the first, and on the first album, bit, but yeah. I play badly, um, and, and I haven't really kept it up, so I play worse than I did years ago, but mm-hmm. um, I don't, I've never really rated it my guitar work, but one thing I am good at is if people start singing something, I'm very good at being able to pick out the, you know, where the chords go, you know. Okay, okay that's I, good. That sort of thing, but um, I'm here a- Yeah, I'm not a great guitarist. I mean, all my guitars were replaced on the album, to
0: be honest. So so when when you tour and and perform, are you doing mostly singing without playing or do you do both? No, I I play
1: guitar. I play guitar. There's just me, really. I'm going to post some uh, live stuff. I, I did a bit of filming last night. Um, just here oh, cool. in my local town outside in a in a car park and I just played the guitar myself it was so funny because Claire's in the car park and there's gonna be a boot sale later <laughs> <laughs> and I took my nephew along to film me and oh, cool. um, uh, and we walked into the car park stairwell which is where I was going to be doing it sitting on the stairs and there were six young boys in there Uh oh, I know so I just went uh oh what's going on you know you just immediately kind of go oh and then they went and they just went oh well we're just sheltering from the rain it's okay isn't it and I went yeah of course and they just and then they saw the guitar and they said what what are you doing I said well I'm just going to do some filming if that's okay with you and they went can we stay and watch so they stayed and watched we'll be very quiet so um I'm going to post that uh in the next few days hopefully. Uh, so yeah, that was badly badly played guitar. Um yes. I don't I don't play guitar as well, but I get away with it if you know what well, I mean. Well
0: are you gonna tour with the album?
1: Um I did put a tour together last year um I can't really see myself organizing it really I I did an awful lot of organizing of a tour that I put together and then it all had to be canceled because of Mm. COVID so I just haven't got the heart to do it anymore if I I get messages from people saying will you play here and I go yes um so if people get in touch with me then I will always go and sing i'm happy to sing anywhere
0: um awesome where, where yeah. are you based now because i know you've moved a little bit here and there
1: um i am based on the south coast uh oh, in nice. a little town called well saint leonard's hastings and saint leonard's i live in the saint okay. leonard's part of hastings which is where the old battle of hastings took place yeah
0: i was gonna say that's that's famous. some history right there yeah, yeah. Very yeah, cool. It's a really very
1: nice cool. little town. It's very arty. Lots of artists live here and musicians and um, everybody knows everybody. We're getting a lot of people moving here now because it is kind of a cool place to be. So yeah. especially since Covid, lots of people were working at home and then they thought, well, why am I working in London when I could be by the sea? Mm. So. Uh, yeah, I live at the same. We're in a big
0: shift with all of that. I wonder what, you know, five years from now, what it's going to look like. Are we even going to have office buildings? And I don't really care if we have office buildings or not. I, I, because, you know, we travel full time and I'm, I'm just, you can work the, the joy of technology. So we have to be nice to it, even though we're swearing in it right now. It, <laughs> you know, it, it allows us to be in places and to work and yes. actually, enjoy and people work from home because so it's kind of like we've gone back to the farm life you know what I mean like we used to all just oh you know, yeah that's right we think yeah kind of we've kind of turned back a little bit yeah so I think it's yeah. cool I just you know it's more balanced yeah. I think yeah you know
1: I've never had to go to an office and uh I know I, my, I, uh, my eldest daughter does and so does my youngest daughter they both sorry. work working <laughs> uh, yes my middle daughter's a, a singer actor so she oh awesome she's like her mom yeah so she has a, a sort of peripatetic lifestyle if that's the right word I'm not quite sure um but uh, the other day I remember my my eldest daughter um I said I said to her when when she was young Tari you've got a fantastic voice you could be a singer as well and she went no mom she said I want to earn some money in my life I don't want to sing like you so she's uh in advertising and doing very well for herself well they oh, both yeah. are yeah my youngest that's awesome
0: yeah yeah that's awesome you know it, it, everybody's got to do what they got to do you know, know. Their soul and feed their yes. soul you know yeah. and I think you know music it's not an easy thing you no, know it's, it's, it's not. not consistent as an no. as an industry it's um and to be able to do your own thing you know kudos I mean to me it's and being able to stay true to yourself and have the integrity of 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 your creativity, and to hold on to that is a very special thing to do. Can't it be is, a sellout, and is. you're not. Yeah. That's what I yeah. love about your music. It's like as I was listening, I'm like, wow, you, you're you're straight up. That's that is just so powerful to have that kind of sound, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. I did. I. You're right. I didn't sell out really. I've just stuck stuck mm-hmm. to how how I wanted to do things. Mm. And you're right, doing, doing the new age thing was a very interesting departure, but it wasn't yeah. my idea.
2: Hmm.
1: It was hmm. my ex-husband's idea. He had a record label and he was, uh, he was putting out in, um, instrumental music and okay. it was hard to sell. So he'd gone to a trade fair in New York and discovered new age music, came back to England and said, I know how to market my instrumental artists now, I'm going to market them as new age artists. He said, but I want you to make a new age album uh, as part of this collective. And and, uh, I said, okay, that's fine, what what do you want? And he said, "Uh, well, I want you to make an album just using your voice and nothing else. And what What? no guitar no instruments no other musicians no just you I went oh wow that's quite a concept so um I went to where I came up with the seasons you know it seemed like a good thing to hang it on and then just started writing the music and it was the most amazing experience because it was very very quick to do Um, I didn't have to hire anybody else just went straight in and recorded it and I'd planned out where I was going to put the various voices and what I was going Mm. to do with them I mean it's a very simple album in many ways but it is also quite atmospheric as well So I think
0: the voice is such a fascinating instrument it Mm. really is and we have all these chambers to use and then layering and harmonizing and all of that you know I did um I, I, I did a lot of blues and rock singing years ago and had a band and all of that and before that I challenged myself and I don't know why I did this but I, it was challenge I went and um, auditioned to sing in a madrigal group I don't know what oh. the hell I was doing I was like what 21 22 you know party girl and go off and you know here's all these yeah. ladies kind kind of in you know the dresses it's, and,
1: it's not easy is it i joined the no. group oh about my, six months ago as well oh my god it is yeah. and so
0: they sat one had a piano one had the auto harp and then i had to do this la 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 like and read the music Yeah, read like, the music i yeah. hadn't read the music since i was kid playing the recorder yeah. and you know i just do stuff you know yeah. and i can read but i mean it, i mean it's been 20s you know i'm like this has been years 15 years i don't know so I did it. I was like, I don't know why I'm doing this. And then they called me and they was like, please come join the group. I'm like, hell no. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm doing the blues and the rock thing. So I did that, you know, but, yeah. but it taught me um, it, it just that one audition and doing that music. It made me really go back and relearn things and really, like, discover this whole other side of my voice that I just, you know. So I think that kind of thing is so... It teaches you something, you know, and yeah. it, te- it you go different directions that, you know, again, it's like a whole other instrument, you know.
1: It Yes, it is. And, and also that discipline of because I didn't really grow up uh, apart from at school like yourself, you know, reading a bit of music, playing the recorder or doing reading a bit of music at school. Um, but once I went into my own music world, it was all just coming out of me. By, I played by ear. I never wrote any music down or so. And, and I've recently joined a choir where I have to read music. And it's, I put it to people, it's a bit like my mum doing the crosswords when she got older. <laughs> and I'm sort of doing some equivalent. You know, I'm, I'm learning to read music. And it's, it's very interesting. It's really demanding, yeah. but I'm really enjoying it
0: it's yeah, sort of making my brain yeah. work you know so. and singing in choirs I mean that really that teaches you you know like backoffs and you know the volume control all of that yes it it's does. like a whole different dynamic too yes it it's a is. whole dynamic skills of singing and yeah. that is yeah it's nice because you don't different.
1: want to overpower your mm-hmm. your the person standing next to you it's very rude god do will strike that. you down yeah yes <laughs> oh exactly. now to get in
0: trouble but you can't <laughs> but it is and, and it's just that it's a whole other dynamic mm. than like if you're playing guitar in a rock band or whatever There's like you know the di- that set of dynamics and in knowing that it's coming from a human being a human mm. voice yes. i find that a very it's very pure it, yeah. it's
1: a wonderful thing to be part of a choir i recommend it to everybody really i i'm in well i was in the Madrigal group but sadly the chap wow. running it uh, he's been ill so that's that's not happening but i'm in a bark choir where we do really demanding pieces, and I'm also in a church choir, and uh, they're always crying out for people, and it's such a good thing to do. Um, to just be able to sing every week I sing I sing Thursday nights at the choir and then you know we church on Sunday morning singing hymns and then the bark choir practices on a Friday night so I get a lot of vocal workouts and I have my own choir that I teach on a Saturday as well Wow so I sing with them so I'm doing a lot of singing and it's really good I really encourage anybody that's listening to join a local choir I mean yes you'd all right, the religion part of it for me was very important. In fact, I went back to church and then I joined the choir. Mm. But, you know, I see people in the choir that aren't devoted to um, their religious practice, but they're there as part of something and it's lovely and it washes over you. And,
0: you know, it's positive. It's a, you know, there's a spiritual, spirituality is, you know, if you don't have any, no matter what your beliefs are, right? We're all connected in the, all of those beliefs in some way. Yeah. So we should stop fighting about
1: them. Because oh, just... I just can't believe there's another war. know. I war. know
0: it's it's insane. Oh, it is. spirituality is um, a very moving thing. If you look at gospel, some of my best things is like I will sit there and you know just I, and I, gospel, whether it's white or black or any you know any uh, culture, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. is incredibly moving because it is is i don't know i think it does get to the purest part of like messaging you know of feeling whether it's um please help me or thank you or gratitude Mm. or Mm. hey i'm calling up the spirits you know (laughs) whatever it is absolutely it is um, empowering Yeah, yeah it
1: is I needed to go back. I was getting a bit too Islamophobic, to be honest, <laughs> and it worried me. You know, because of all of the well, we'd had a lot of those Middle Eastern wars and lots of refugees, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know, and then you have a few bombs in your own country and people killed, and it, it does it does tw- you know turn you against a certain uh, group of people. So I went back to church to help me to be less Islamophobic and it worked. I uh, I'm a lot, you know, a lot calmer about it. Well yeah, because
0: you yeah, because you can't go like whole one whole you can't generalize really because it's just the extremists, you know yeah absolutely. mm -hmm. Well I grew up with a lot of terrorism kind of in in, um lived in South Africa and Kenya and and so there was a lot of you're taught how to you know look at bombs and we lived in England too. For you know, during the punk era, I was <laughs> like, wow. wow, we went from the tribes of Africa to more piercings and hair, great hair. Oh, wow. You know, yeah, I love that. I love the punk era, quite frankly. Yeah. I just thought it was like, all right, you know, listen, we can't let go of what we did in the 70s, we're still going to keep <laughs> it. It's just like the identity, you know um i think we need a new punk revolution i time. think
1: we're on the way to one and it's probably <laughs> I, I going to think... be global actually this time yeah. rather than just uh you know in uh in the west but uh, uh we do there is i'm sure there's going to be a, uh, some form of revolution i really just i hope it's for it.
0: a positive one because you know it just it feels like it's not going to be but it could be and it's really <clears> about you know traveling as much as we do and meeting people and, and doing what we do is you really get to a point like being you know in South Africa, people did fight and went against I mean, obviously apartheid, right? And everything. So yeah. there were definite eventually just like all of that, yes or no. But there's no such thing. We draw lines in the sand, but there's no such thing you can't, because that is that's not what nature does. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Nature's always moving and changing. Yes. And us as human beings need to evolve in that way. And so I think it's um it's hard but reconnecting to those spiritual roots, I think do, does really help people yes, to connect, it, it reconnect.
1: Does. Yes, we Between. do. You, you, as you say, because you've traveled, you realize that I think travel is a wonderful thing for, for people to find out that they'll go the, to the other side of the world and people over there are just the same. They just want the same things in life that, that everybody does and they just want to live in peace and have a nice life and that's you know when you're meeting people from other cultures it feels such a privilege doesn't it really mm-hmm. you know when they mm-hmm. smile at you and they're so welcoming and how can I help and what would you like and you know it's just it's like traveling is really really good there's no and, doubt and about playing
0: it. music in different countries is a whole yeah. other thing too and yeah. and learning the music in different cultures you know when I mean, we lived in Mexico for a little while and i would go out and listen to all the different mexican bands and and then there were also rock bands that were covering like you know they loved the 80s at that when we were there just i remember everybody had the 80s and and they would play like led zeppelin and stuff too you know all these bands but i remember this mariachi band and they were just doing all this amazing music and because it just just talk about the singing like this is a different version of choir right yes absolutely And um, incredible harmonies and just that i love it but the one guy was like here gave me the guitar and like you, you. Play for us, and I'm like, holy crap! I can't do that. Yeah, that, that's rude. I, I felt so like I can't, but I did, you know. And I was so I was one of the most nerve. I was so nervous, and like, you know, you guys are so amazing with what you're doing, and and now you want to hear like some, you know, <laughs> some, you know, that's American, nice. you know, yeah. but it was really cool. So that yeah. the musical exchange to me. That's when I say to people, when you go different places. Try and tune into that local sound, and even mm. in this country, we have so many different sounds. Like if you go to Louisiana, or you know, if you're North Carolina, or mm. um, like the Appalachian music, like I was saying, it's different than when you go to California. You got you know surf music. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's it, England too, right? It,
1: yeah. Oh yeah. Kind
0: of. Yeah.
1: We we do. I think um, pop music is kind of much of a of a muchness, but. Uh, regional folk music is quite different it's true Mm. the different sounds of people's voices if you go into Mm. the different regions it's uh it's lovely I love accents Mm -hmm. I love guessing where people are from that's a good game as well isn't it do you do that over there I bet you do oh Oh, you must be from Detroit I can hear it in your voice or you must be from uh, Arkansas or Uh, I don't know what (laughs) uh, Arkansas accent is it must sound like but maybe you if if if
0: I do it now, then people will think, you know, you know, we're politically correct, if, oh yeah like, that's yeah, right. you know what I mean, yeah. so it's like, oh, you know, but i can I can do some of them. I'm like, I'll don't start me <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'll, 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 you know, oh you mean you true. can do some of them, really, no, sure, sure, oh sure, sure, sure and it's yeah, it's every accent is you know, like in Arkansas, it's not just thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you. Yeah, really thank
2: a, you. A, a yeah, excellent. so it's a long and
0: drawn, but then you go. you yeah. there's something really beautiful about that because it's a it's a laid back area because it does get so humid. It's the right. natural, you know, it's the natural state. It's full of nature and it's beautiful. So people are chilled out. Like even though it's hot and swampy, they're mm. they're just everything's. You just move a little slower, calmer than New Orleans. It's not New Orleans. New Orleans. I can't do that accent. I can't pronounce it. We do radio shows on Louisiana all the time, and Louisiana, Louisiana. Don't ask me how to pronounce anything there, anything near French. I'm out. But yeah, it's interesting going to the the different areas. You know, mm-hmm. and then I'm. Hard, it's hard for me because I grew up in these different countries. So as a kid, I grew up. I, I every dialect, it. I came home as a different culture.
1: Every Amazing. Day, different, was your dad in the army or something like that
0: no nancy's uh, primarily a wildlife artist that's where she started and so as oh, wow. so a painter went to kenya and worked with joy adamson you remember oh, born free yes wow worked out there and so Fantastic. we did that and then joy got murdered then we moved to kenya oh, we yeah. moved to england yeah. so a lot of standing up for wildlife yes and now here we are traveling full-time documenting parks public lands nothing changes amazing amazing
1: work yeah Yeah, well done well done thank you well
0: you too it's been so much fun chatting with you please write more music please write your book come back on anytime it has just been a true true pleasure having you on the show and hearing your new album you've got to be excited it's out to the world right now i love
1: it i love it yes i am excited it's been great talking to you thank you so much for getting thank you
0: Everybody, again, uh, go to the website, clairehammel.co.uk And uh, the album is a pocket full of love, love songs. We're going to close with one of my favorites on there. Who cares? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not supposed to say it that way. <laughs> but who cares? It feels so good. We're going to close with that. It's, it's a great track. And we want to thank Norfolk Tours. Uh, Glenn Burroughs is on our show every fourth Saturday. So we want to thank Glenn Burroughs of Norfolk Tours in England. He does customized tours of anywhere in England. And he'll even hop over to France if you want to go. He might go to Ireland and, and, you know, hang out with your family history there because he does a lot of family history. So check him out at norfolk UK. He's awesome. And keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Thank you so much, Claire. Thank you, Lisa. God bless.
2: There'll be no withholding, I won't be holding back This love is built ahead of steam is tearing down the track Full on whistles blowing, we may not know where this is going Who cares, it feels so good you so good. Coming up behind. There'll be no withholding, I won't be holding back. This love is built ahead, a of steam is herring down the track.